Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time. All right, everybody, we're back with another midweek episode of the teach me pokemon podcast i'm your co-host Corey here with jared we have a special special guest from the Kanto region <laughs> I, I, I never say it right we have randall on the podcast uh randall how are you doing man how's your day going Corey, jared doing well doing well uh just wrapping up a uh a pretty slow monday evening here so good to be here to talk some pokemon Absolutely. Sweet. And I, I got to give you a shout out because you're, you're my tournament organizer. Like we, we, you organize for us every week here at Murfreesboro. Uh, my son and I were thankful to have you and it's just good to have you on the show and uh, to have you there watching me misplay week after week. Uh, can't get on the, I can't get on the board, Randall. I can't get on the board. <laughs> hey, well, it's awesome to have you analyze and I'm glad that, um, I've provided a, a a league or whatever that makes you want to come back and and keep trying for that board. So, so, <laughs> so, 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 Randall, how how we've been kind of doing the show? We we typically record on Wednesdays, and so uh, before you know, this is Wednesday morning, and so we kind of Jared will tell us what he's thinking about running and doing hyping it up or whatever, you know, and so then we record, and then he calls me on the way home, and he's like, oh, man, I, I didn't quite make it. Like, it's always kind of the, the, <laughs> oh, same, awesome. the same rhythm. But this is cool because, so we've had, uh, you know, an announcer, uh, Kyle uh, Sablehouse, has been on the podcast, you know, one of the lead commentators. I, I think he called the the world, the finals, uh, toward advance, you know. So so yep. Kyle has been been around the game a long time. We've interviewed players, you know, Stefan, we've had Nick Robinson, and last week Aiden uh, uh, Aiden Coos, who ended up getting second at Knoxville. So we've had players, we've had announcers, we've never had a tournament organizer and a judge all rolled into one. So I'm I'm excited for this, but you can tell us about Jared's play at League, but you also <laughs> can um, give us some insight. So I'll, I'll kind of kick it off. I'll, I'll kind of start with like maybe the low-hanging fruit question, Randall, but um, First, tell us like what league you organize for the folks that aren't sure where you're from, and then like what got you into being a tournament organizer slash judge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will try not to be too long winded, but uh, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> uh, so I'm the uh, league leader, league owner for uh, Grand Adventures in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, smack dab uh, center of the state of Tennessee. So. Uh, I've actually only been at uh, Grand Adventures for uh, about three years now. Uh, before that, um, well, you have to go back to uh, 2011, 2012, when uh, my my wife, then girlfriend, uh, and I got into the game. And uh, that's a story for another time. But um, <laughs> we both worked at Target, both um, started picking up cards and uh, got got my brother, got a few other coworkers into it and, and just started playing, you know, here, you know, at each other's houses and things like that. And uh, one thing very quickly led led to another, and and um, we were going about forty five minutes, fifty minutes away to another league or two um, in the, the Franklin area, Goodlettsville area, and I uh, decided that hey, why do we have to uh, to drive all this way to uh, to to essentially play ourselves a lot? Let's let's do one here in Murfreesboro. So I uh, talked to another card card shop uh, or game shop place at the time, and they said uh, let's let's make it happen, and uh, we were there until uh, COVID. COVID shut things down and and then this other shop that had a league and, and needed a league leader um, reached out and then we were league leaders and needed a league. So 
uh, Grand Adventures has been a been an awesome place for us to be for the uh, for the again the last three years or so. Um, but um, it's been a a consistent. What would that be? Thirteen years, uh, yeah. 13, 14 years, some, something like that. Um, so, been able to uh, run a lot of run a lot of events. We've uh, traveled to a lot of places, and um, still, still doing it. Uh, have no have no intentions of slowing down anytime soon. That's awesome. And I got to give a shout out to uh, Grand Adventures. They're really great hosts, but also to our sponsor, Corey Stray Collections. Straight collect Randall. Have you ever like watched a YouTube channel where like they open packs or like a TikTok or something? Yeah, with you. Yeah, you, ever, you should check out Straight Collections. That's with a Z. Straight Collections with a Z. <laughs> uh, he, he does a great job. He opens packs, boxes, bunch of bunch of cool stuff. So <laughs> nice, Jared. You're always good about weaving it in. Weaving it in. Weaving it in. We, we love you, Ben. We love you, Ben. <laughs> So then, so walk us then through, okay, so when did the, the, the journey of becoming like a league owner, a league leader make sense? But then we're talking about a completely different process for becoming a judge, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Tell us about uh, that. So, you know, it's, it's funny to think about um, how, how the league leader thing developed because it was, I mean, honestly, it was pretty self-seeking. It was, it was like, hey, I don't, I don't want to drive 45 minutes an hour to play because in some cases we we were taking within our group you know we take two cars and have five to eight people and show up to a league that had three so it, it was like why why keep the travel and i don't even think at the time we knew anything about you know regionals uh you know battle roads at the time it was just this mm -hmm. is a way to get out and and play pokemon for for real at a league so um it was more just hey let's have a league that's close that's official we can get whatever you know perks come with that and um you know we we got set up pretty quickly got the store approved um you know i took the professor's test and, and everything like that and um and I, this is a little kind of a divergent from your initial question but I'll, I'll tie it back in um but um i think that the first night um after we uh, you know, we we gotten everything in place, advertised uh, in the store or whatever the case was that, hey, the first night of this Pokemon League is going to be, you know, this Wednesday night of whatever date it was. And um, I think the the six or eight of us that had been playing showed up and then another 10 people were there. Wow. Um, it was like wow. 10, 10 completely, you know, new faces, uh, a few kids, a few, you know, college age. We were all college age back then. And um, I, I immediately was like, okay, well, this is going to be much different than what I thought it was initially, you know, going to be, which was, which was awesome. So, um, you know, it, it, it became like, okay, now I need to be more organized. We need to uh, get all the supplies. What kind of events do we run and, and, and all that stuff. But uh, it just kind of developed that way. But that naturally led into from the player side as well, um, you know, seeing however however long after that was that a battle roads is happening so we then we, we we go check out a battle roads and then i'm I'm like how do we how do i get battle roads at my store how do i get city championships at my store so that that kind of led me to the the uh, tournament organizer um you know test and the the judge test and and everything like that so it was just kind of seeing what was out there and just kind of wanting wanting the league that i ran to to have all of the same things that uh, I guess uh, you know any of the other legitimate leagues had, and uh, just taking the steps necessary. And uh, I'm a big fan of rules. Uh, anytime we play board games and things, I'm, I'm always the the rule boy. Everyone cracks up. Mm. We're, uh, we're we have one of book and one of those. Sure we're, we're doing everything by the book. So um, you know, being in that environment of of knowing you know what penalties or what and even just basic stuff to to straighten out players or kids and things like that just kind of just kind of comes naturally to me i guess so um it's been a been a good fit and and we've been pretty pretty successful at it i guess so what okay so typical league size right now are you are you at like around that 16 or, or i mean are you more or less i mean what's like been the goal for the so uh, it, it really is just it, the shop only holds about 30. So, um, you know, we went from a, sh um, a store that held about 50 to and we were running about 30 people um, mm -hmm. a week. I, I say that that's a little generous. We would hit 30 a couple of times. I think consistently it was probably 18 to 20. Uh, when we yeah. moved to this new new location at the end of last year, it was smaller. Um, 
I kind of stopped advertising a little bit because um, we don't want to, you know, pack this very tiny place out every week and kind of make it miserable for the, those that come. So it's really just about, um, you know, the the 14 to 16 to 18 that that consistently want to devote their Wednesday nights to come out and play and mm-hmm. and uh, just make that environment comfortable and, and <clears throat> um, you know, keeping it a little smaller always helps everyone yeah. have, have a little bit better time, I guess. So is the is the trade off, and it just my my brain goes to like the economics of this, and you know your your Wednesday nights you're bringing fifteen sixteen people that probably are buying packs or something to contributing to the store. The store is giving you basically space to use, but you're they're not paying like there's no exchange like they're not paying you to run the league. Are they? Are they giving you product? Or I'm just wondering if there's yeah. any incentive. For the store, like, are they giving you something for you to have? So, there? you know, so this will definitely be my own answer. This is not like a blanket thing that that you know other league leaders would abide by, or something that comes from Pokemon that the relationship has to be like this. Um, in terms of running the league, I've never accepted anything. Um, I've never that just wasn't wasn't my thing. I didn't get into it to um, to to you know, get compensation or anything like that. Um, if anything, it it maybe puts a little more stress on um like having the right amount of players or whatnot so i'd rather it just be you know mm-hmm. the the product is paid like you said you know there's always an entry fee so all of that just goes to the shop or for the most part it just goes back in booster pack entry to the players and uh the math works out well with how we do our our three round you know uh tournaments on wednesdays and things like that um league challenges same way like they're just it, it's Simple enough. Uh, I want to do it. Um, I'm not going to, um, you know, take anything out of the pot or from the store for that. That's just not how I want to do things. Um, but I do uh, take get get X amount of product for pre-releases and cups since those are going to be the, uh, you know, larger events. They require a little more um, input or or precisiveness, I guess. So there, you know, for cups, I've got to have a judge as well. So. Um, you know, that I want to make sure anyone that, that comes and staffs for me is compensated. Um, but for the most part, now, it's in terms of the league and everything, um, it's it's okay. all volunteer work out of me just enjoying the heck out of being able to do it. And I get a lot of leeway and, um, you know, freedom to do to run it how I want to run it, uh, which is worth a ton more than, you know, any of the monetary compensation. That's what's up. That's what's up. I want to I want to clarify a couple terms because I'm unsure about this too because I've never gone the route but we've used the term professor, judge, tournament organizer, league organizer. Are are some of these things synonymous with each other or are each one of these like a different pathway that people can follow down give us give us a terminology breakdown so they're all very uh so the league leader slash league owner um and then judge and you can break that down further tcg judge video game judge uh and then just in general tournament organizer uh all of those are going to be different certifications under the professor program got you so you your first step in is to be a professor and just be in the program. There's a test and an application for that. Uh, once you are in that, um, then you can can go further and go apply for the specific uh, tournament organizer uh, role or the judge role. Um, the league leader uh, or league owner is a little different. You don't apply to be one of those. Uh, it's more or less if if you um, you know have that relationship with the store. The store puts in to have the league, and then they can assign you as a league owner. But you have to be a professor to be a league or a league leader. I'm sorry. The store would be the owner. The the person running it would be the assigned league leader that can do all of the the stuff inside the um the, the dashboard and whatnot. But gotcha. the administrative, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly type of stuff. Yeah. So so once you're a part of the professor program, you can do as much or as as little as you want. Um, but you you don't automatically qualify for anything just by being in the professor program. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. So okay, so you. You run the league, you're in Murfreesboro, you get to be fortunate enough to be in the backyard of a regionals, which is, you know, not every place has one, right? And so you get one, what was Knoxville, hour and a half, two hours about to, uh, to what, get there? Two, two and a half. Hours or two, two, two and a half, half. Yeah. yeah. 
I, okay, we, we, Jared and I drove that last year um, in the middle of the night and had no cards to play, and it was a disaster. But if I, re, I, I, anyway, I don't remember that drive. Um, but you get to do this regional. So tell us about Knoxville this year, 2024. Uh, what, what did you get to do? Is that something where, like, are you chosen or do you volunteer? Or I, I, how does it work at a regional level? Oh, so they they do send out applications. Um, if you are um, in like the 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 Twitter communications or uh, Discord communications with the organizers, like specifically for Knoxville, it's a day two events. Uh, they handle um, Knoxville, Indianapolis, um, a couple of others, Peoria, maybe San Antonio. I can't rem- can't remember. Peoria is definitely one that they did as well. Um, and they typically um, a few weeks out. I mean, you have plenty of, of time ahead. It comes out long before player registration or anything like that does. Um, and you go through this process of, of you know, putting in your information, putting in your um, your your resume, essentially, um, of what all um, you, you've done. Uh, are, in, you know, are you in the professor program and all that good stuff? What events have you organized, judged, et cetera, et cetera? Of course, um, you know there there are plenty of roles, so it's not it's far from just a, a judge or a head judge roles. There there's all of the staff that that works like the paper team and uh, stream teams and, and everything. So there's a lot of different things you can you can select, but um, but yeah, once you you submit that application, uh, they go through it on the back end, and, and I I don't know what that looks like or how they decide, but um, I was fortunate to to have been one of one of those selected last year and um and this past year uh, both both Knoxville regionals they've also been the only two that I've I've staffed um or attempted to staff I should say but um but once you once you get in especially once or twice and and you know networking just like anywhere else um you know you, you get to know the other um head judges and the folks that really um you know make everything run the organizers are are heavily involved and know everyone and you build relationships with them and um it becomes its own you know ecosystem essentially um you know to where where a lot of the staff is the same regardless of of the events and um and yeah that's that's pretty cool. much it. Love it that's legit I'm I'm curious uh, because a big part of this podcast for us is educating people, right? And Corey and I, we have hot takes every week. We do an education, but you you have a very unique perspective on this because you you're seeing so many more games than we are, right? Like we watch the Twitch stream. I'm at league. I see things here and there. Corey does a lot online. But you're seeing so many things that are learning moments. You're you're asked to step in, in essence, in learning moments, mm-hmm. as we'll call them, right? So I'm I'm curious, like, uh, let's talk specifically at a master's level. What are what are some of the biggest mistakes that are most frequent mistakes that you're still seeing at the highest level of Pokemon? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll say the biggest thing that I looked out for and was able to catch um, at least three times in Knoxville was um, using abilities uh, rule box Pokemon while a Pack to the Peak is out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Raining Greninja, uh, Genesec. I, I was honestly amazed at at how many um, you know penalties and things there were for uh, just doing something while Pack to the Peak was out. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's probably my number one of of just just again shock of, of how often it was overlooked or even in cases where i you know that was one of the things I, as a judge i would always look for i'm walking down the tables um is there a path to the peak in play uh whose turn is it is there a a, a radiant greninja in play that might get used and and you'd be amazed at just how many times me standing there watching just looking for those specific things you know would catch uh either before or after you know that being done um, like, I think, honestly, that's, that's probably the biggest thing, um, you know, things like Spiritomb, um, you know, the, even in the past with like, um, you know, Garbodor, uh, and the Garbotoxin ability, the shutoff abilities, it's just a, it's something that, uh, players get into the habit of just, you know, doing X, Y, Z because of their abilities to turn and, and even the player that's there to do the lock isn't fully, 
locked in on on you know what their opponents should not be able to do because of their card. Um, yeah. Which I think has helped me, you know, as a player as well, um, to to really pay attention to those things. Um, mm -hmm. So I've seen it so often, and there's other cases as well um, that that I just know to look for it and and you know prevent it or or, or whatever the case is um, as a player, and then also more so as a judge. Uh, I like that a lot. So, and that's something we haven't explored a whole lot. But in your opinion you're saying so much accidentally happens that shouldn't happen at a, at a lot of these big tournaments. And is it just, you're saying it's just habitual playing and things that kind of negate that, that you're not aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I, I think everyone, especially at a regional event, I mean, how often I, I would imagine a lot of the, the, the players that are coming to these events, like it's not all the same 1500 masters that are playing at all events so like for knoxville i know there are a lot of people that were from the murfreesboro area that were only at knoxville and i'm sure it's the same case for for a lot of other regionals and uh they're just that they maybe don't play as much or they're they're newer they're nervous it's a crazy atmosphere sitting in a room full of you know thousands of pokemon players and um it can be intimidating and it's just hard to um to maybe keep track of of um of everything you you should i mean even things like drawing prizes I, I, you'd be shocked at how often um you know someone was called over because they took a took a knockout on something two turns ago and never took their prize or prizes um so just mm -hmm. things like that that um they just get get overlooked for one reason or another um so i have a hypothetical judge situation we obviously don't have judges on very often randall so I'm going to, there's a card. It's an old card. Uh, in the set Stormfront, uh, it's, it's Miss Magius, okay? Okay. Uh, if you don't remember this card, <laughs> Miss Magius, for no energy, it's a good deck, Randall. Whoever put these decks together back in the day, this was a good deck. Uh, it did 80, or, oh, sorry, Crash Chant is the name of the attack. Okay. It's no energy move, which I've forgotten. So whoever put this deck together back in the day was smart no energy move it does 20 times the amount of pokemon tool cards or technical machines now we'll just call them tools that you discarded and you could do that up to four of them so this thing could max out at 80 damage which for back then was a lot for no energy okay so there's a lot of discarding of tool cards randall right going on so let's say at one point in the game it, it's getting down to the end and there's a lot of tool cards in the discard pile. And the player is getting really excited. And he accidentally shuffles his hand. No, his discard pile into his deck. Now, he swears he knows what was in his discard pile. He, he's pleading with you, Randall. What's your call there? So the, the only way that this player avoids a game loss in this situation is if his opponent can also very confidently agree and say that yes, those were the only cards in the discard pile. That oh. that would be the only way out of a game loss. Um, gotcha. Now you may you may get a judge that says no, this you did this. It's a game yeah. loss. Yeah, um, I've I've seen it go both ways those situations. Um, okay. So, and that can. Be I was just curious. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not like it's a super specific example from it my sounds, life it sounds uh, very specific it sounds, it sounds very specific it hurts um, but i but i gotta imagine with that because i was going to ask you this question because i'm the i'm the king of doing this is do you see a lot of shuffle mistakes too as you're going through things because like back when marnie was a thing and now with iono i i'm so caught up in the game i'm and then right into the deck like, that I imagine be, you see a lot of those, too. I'm glad you said that, because that's actually probably number two. If the Path to the Peak situation is the first thing to look out for, uh, watching for an Iono to hit the board currently in, in you know, the current standard format. Um, and if they're about to shuffle their hand into their deck, that, that, that happens way more often than, than you, again, might think it would. And um, same thing with, uh, you know, I guess that's because of Marnie. Honestly, I'd be interested to see. Uh, you know, there's no way to track it, but like if Marty never existed and then Iono came along, oh. uh, 
or you know, mm-hmm. in there's all these different things, and especially like gym leader challenge format, uh, people mix it up all the time because you've got in, you've got Iona, you've got you know Marnie, all these things oh. that that do something to the to the bottom of the deck or or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it happens often. People just get in a, I guess a a, a brain brain fog situation or motion, and um, that that would also be be a, a game loss. So in gym leader. Uh, tournaments you can play any card you want. So Gym Leader Challenge uh, is a uh, singleton, singleton uh, like almost Magic the Gathering Commander style, but it goes all the way back to the black and white card pool. So you've got that that 2011 mm-hmm. till now card pool. So um, a lot of those staple cards that that are in most of the decks are are going to be cards that were you know the the ends mm-hmm. the Professor Juniper or you know. Uh, things like that, but yeah, there you most decks are going to have the Iono, the In, the Marnie, uh, the Cynthia, uh, all yeah, all of those uh shuffle it's spicy from whatever is uh, is a Gettys in uh, band or can can you run that in a gym leader? Uh, Gettys, do, you, do you remember those ones? Gettys, oh yeah, baby, I love some Gettys. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> So Jared has mentioned uh, in February at, at the league in Murfreesboro, you you changed up the format a little bit, keep things fresh and exciting and stuff like that. Uh, do do you come up with different formats for leagues, Randall, or do you run that past you know a team or anybody at the league, or is it is it kind of like Randall's choice kind of deal, and and you do that? Randall's choice. Um, <laughs> yes. I, mean, I, I do. I do bounce some things off of like there there are some some of the folks that have been at my league since the beginning, uh, some of my closest friends or, uh, you know, just just those that are close to the game, close to, you know, standard format or 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 whatever that I just don't have a good head on their shoulders for for the game that I might bounce a couple of things off of. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, I'm pretty good at vetting. Uh, you know, vetting out certain things um, in any kind of fun formats. And man, if you if you asked someone that was still coming to my league or has come for a long amount of time, you know, pre pre COVID or whatnot, um, they probably have some stories. I was always coming up with some kind of, you know, just different way to play the game, something to shake it up. Um, one thing that I've kind of, I, I guess for lack of a better term, struggled with is uh, we have a naturally very you know competitive league, which is awesome. Uh, I love that you know the, most of the players that come in want to play the standard format. They are you know, a lot of them are kind of u- maybe using it as testing for uh, a challenge or a cup. Now I don't necessarily think a league should be the testing grounds for a challenge or a cup, but that's a different conversation. Uh, but you know naturally, you know that's why I have the leaderboard, Jared, and and just kind of you know give give them something to try to win every week. But at the same time, I've seen plenty, plenty, plenty of uh, very casual players, very brand new to the game that just like love Pokemon cards and came in and, um, you know, young players and whatnot that that I could tell were excited about just like playing the game of Pokemon only to get hit in the face by Charizard EX and Giratina V-Star <laughs> and, and all of these things that so I, I've always wanted to have a, you know, an, another way or another opportunity window to to, um, you know, have that that fun different uh rough around the edges kind of format here and there um even before gym leader challenge was a thing i had a I, we called it the take six format it was just a a single price format and uh, it was mm-hmm. very popular for a while um, but i've done done plenty of um just fun janky things like that um just to shake it up here and there but i know realistically uh we have to keep the standard format um front and center uh, just because that's that's what the player base, you know, what the player base that's um, developed around here, one way or another. Uh, now, Corey, I got it. I got it. Corey's a leaderboard man. He lives. Yeah, in leaderboard. tell me about the, tell so, about the leaderboard. So, Randall, please, because I I don't I don't know if this is your invention or you got this for somewhere else. It is enticing to me as well, but please. Please tell us what you have going on with the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad it's enticing. I mean, I, that's definitely been the feedback I've gotten from from plenty of the players. Uh, and I love that something as simple as as getting your name up on the board and getting those you know stamps and stuff next to to your name, even even with adults, um, just how cool that is. And and I'm all for anything that that gives me just 
something to brag about, something to something to aim for. So uh, I'm glad it resonated with with everyone the way that that I thought it would with me or had had I been a player. But um, no, so they uh, last year they sent out um, a lot of stuff for the uh, Pokemon Club, and, and some of these things were these um, like massive uh, vinyl stickers that you could you would write players' names in. Can you explain and, real quick what the Pokemon Club is? So Pokemon Club, this is just one of those, you know, the, the tunnels and things that just keep going. But so a uh, Pokemon Club was something that uh, Pokemon started pushing. Um, I I want to say right before COVID, and then COVID kind of shut down the the you know the whole deal. But uh, they still ha- have started pushing out some materials for it, just some ideas for it. But it's just supposed to be a Saturday, specifically a Saturday thing for young players to come um, hang out, play the games, trade, learn. Uh, like there's supposed to be very very little structure to it other than just like be a place for kids to come do pokemon stuff so um we've we've been doing one uh once a month um i tried to still make it more trading card game focused just because i like the the pipeline of uh, and and it kind of goes back to the other thing of just like look we're not going to talk about standard format we're not going to talk about um you know anything like that or league challenges and or, or whatever uh, let's just like teach you how to play Pokemon so you know how to use the cards that you'd love to buy at Target and build a 60 card deck. And it's going to be a, you know, four copies. It's got to be a, a, a legitimate deck. But if you want to use whatever Mewtwo EX from, from 12 years ago, then rock and roll, use your Mewtwo EX. And, and that's kind of a Pokemon Club in a nutshell. Uh, but they did send out a lot of uh, other materials that just really haven't, haven't, I didn't find find a good way to use them from a club perspective, uh, especially just because it's hard to find ways to display the stuff properly. So I just used some of those sheets to make this, um, I wish I had a picture of it or something, but um, of this leaderboard. And it was completely blank at the beginning of the uh, the Pokemon season. So back in August, July. And um, our tournaments on Wednesday nights are three rounds and we don't have ties, uh, you know, prizes win or whatever the case is. So, at the end of the night, there's always a couple of three O's on the master side of things. Um, and then we also have, you know, usually a couple of juniors or a couple of seniors. So for the masters specifically, you have to go three O to get your name on this board. And then there's also like 10 area, you know, 10 dots or stars or whatever. So each time you're a three O, you get a point added in that that tracker. And I've got to figure out something to do when you know, whoever gets to 10 first, but we haven't gotten there yet, so we've got some time. But, um, but then the top finishing junior and top finishing senior will also get on the board. Uh, they don't have to go 3-0. It's just, you know, winning their division kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's it's been something that, that players have really enjoyed and hopefully gives them some reason to, uh, to show up on Wednesday nights and play if they otherwise wouldn't want to. And, um, yeah. Jared's given me a vote of confidence and I've gotten it from a few others. So we're going to keep doing it. It's great. I'm, I'm a big uh, fan and I'm I, like, I am, I'm like, I'm primarily, I, I want to say in my heart of hearts, I'm primarily there for sun, but I'm there to throw down too. Uh, so uh, uh, I'm, yes, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to one day seeing my name on the board. It's awesome. This, this isn't fair to Jared, but he'll call me and we'll talk 30 minutes about how he did. And then at the end, I'm like, well, how did, how did Elijah do? He's like, oh, he went 03. But man, like, but there- <laughs> he had a good time. <laughs> he had a fun time. Well, I, I hope Jared gets his uh, mark up on that 3 uh soon here, Randall. I, I promise he's a really good player. He knows what he's doing. Oh, just, my goodness. He's too funny. No doubt. No doubt. I hey, want to. We can be a, a, a Russian roulette. You, don't, you really don't know what, what you're going to play against in, in three rounds in a in a lead night. So there's some, some wacky stuff that shows up. That's too good. I want to, I want to transition now. Cause the other, the other part of the show that we do talk about is we do talk about a lot, what's going on in the, in the big competitive scene, right? The best of the best, the top tier decks. And I know that you keep up with this as well. What, what are your general thoughts on the state of the game in terms of the best decks is this one of the richest metas you've seen? Are we kind of staling out a little bit? What are what are your thoughts on the competitive scene? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is um, compared to this time last year, 
we are head and tails above where we were. I mean, this time last year we were in the 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 long winter of Lugia, and mm-hmm. it was there was it was literally just seemed like Lugia forever and always, and and we were just hoping for for the rotation for a new set, whatever. And uh, this has not been the case. I mean, outside of um, Giratina kind of being solved, I guess I, it kind of kind of feels like it came out of nowhere in my opinion, but. Um, mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of decks you can pick up and play and, and be competitive with and win tournaments with. And, um, you know, the format certainly kind of has, has drug on. Definitely looking forward to a new set. Always looking forward to rotation. But um, I think when, when you look at, at the options that we've had for what now, I mean, I think this was San Antonio, is Knoxville, it's um, Charlotte. Um, I think we're all three the same format. And there were probably a couple of, of um, big events across across seas as well uh, that have all been this format, but it seems like there's always um, you know something kind of spicy popping up, or you know an Arceus deck that won't die, um, and then you know mm-hmm. different versions of Charizard and 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 Lost Zone, and um, you know I, I feel very it hasn't been still. I, I don't think um, I haven't been bored of, of picking up games, and there's always something to learn. Um, but that said, always down for a rotation, always down for new cards, and um, looking forward to to pre releases in a couple of weeks, and um, just one what one more month or so of of this uh, not stale format. Yeah, I mean we we've I mean, talked about that that we have been impressed, and I know it it is time for new set rotation, and I think. Um, the creators of Pokemon just they know when it's time and when people get to the end and they you know they time that perfectly. But uh but we have talked about how it is. It's it, you know, you may have your Lost Box or your Charizard or even like Shin Pao and different decks that you can create three or four different variants almost off of each of those and each deck kind of has its own special flair and what it can counter and and things like that. And so yeah, I, I definitely haven't felt like it's like, oh, here, here we go again, you know, here, you know, and then you just, you're like, oh, yeah, and Mew is still always good. So here's Mew and stuff. <laughs> so, um, but uh, what what has been, like, if you play, Randall, do you have a, a, a type of deck that you lean towards? Or are you kind of, like, all over the place? Uh, I, I really need to start being, like, a, a, a one-trick pony. Um I, I I tend to like a number of decks and and then oh, yeah. the, you know just mediocre at all of them instead of like somewhat you know respectable with one um, and even this format I think is 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 an example of just how um, inconsistent I am with the things that I like I think Gardevoir is probably uh, my favorite deck um, it just has a lot of options it, it plays. It's 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 interesting because I'm not typically someone that wants to you know fall behind or kind of play the the reverse energy comeback strategy, but for whatever reason, Gardevoir has just been a uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind yeah. of a, I, I take the challenge of uh, not being someone that ties a lot, so uh, being able to take the notorious tie deck and and either win or or oftentimes lose, uh, but not ties is something that that's fun, but. Um, <laughs> You know, Chin Pao is is one of those like, man, if it does its thing, it's super fun, but it just doesn't do its thing enough. Like I, I wish it did. Um, I think probably, uh, you know, I said Guardy's my favorite deck, but I, I guess favorite legit deck would be the the the, the proper answer because uh, my favorite card since it it came out has been Palkia V Star. Uh, and it's kind of mm. ebbed and flowed, you know, it was really good when the Inteleon engine was a thing and then kind of yeah. fell after, after that rotation. Um, and, but then, you know, kind of pops up here and there. I, I had a, my one cup this year was a top four with, with Palkia. So that was cool. Uh, but then Golden Go, I don't care for the Pokemon. Just, I'll be honest. <laughs> Golden Go is not my thing, but the card. The, the card was cool, so it was one of the ones that I, I picked up when it came out. And to see both of those cards mashed together in, in a deck that that's respectable, you know, worst case, um, has been kind of a bright spot of the format too. So uh, anytime I can play Palkia and now combine it with this other thing that also was a lot of fun when it, you know, uh, when mm-hmm. Golden Go dropped, um, was 
kept me interested um, a little bit longer format-wise. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that kind of shows you, you look at those three decks and there's not really anything similar about them. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, how I, the things I gravitate toward. There's no, no rhyme or reason. Throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I, I want to kind of meld all of our worlds together now because I think a big question that a lot of people have is, um, okay, I'm, I'm, I've been doing Pokemon along. I'm, I'm moving towards wanting to like serve my community the same way that you serve our community. I maybe want to go professor, be a judge, do all of these things, but I still have like the the want to play. And I think people, and I wonder this too, like when I'm at league, I'm like, does Randall ever get to play? Like, like, it, or is is that a rarity now that you're doing what you're doing? Uh, no, it's it's been far from a rarity. I mean, obviously, uh, I've got to travel a little bit if I want to play. And um, I mean, up until I would say the the bulk of the time that I ran the league from you know twenty eleven or whatever it was until twenty 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 or so. Um, I would make my way up to one of the Nashville leagues or the Franklin league or traveled around to cups and, and we still go to multiple regionals. I mean, um, if everything, if everything goes, you know, if I get accepted, I'll, I'll staff Indianapolis regionals later this year, but, um, I'll be at Orlando as a player. I was at Charlotte as a player. So, um, I, we're, we're like, like I was telling you earlier before we started, like, you know, Leslie and I are always on the go. And a lot of that is with Pokemon and most mm-hmm. of it is still playing more so than it is um, staffing for me. So most of my, uh, or I mean, with the exception of Knoxville and Indy this year, all of my tournament organizing and things like that is just Wednesday nights and every other Saturday here at, here at Grand Adventure. So um, everything else is open for, to play as much as I, as much as I want to, but you know that said, for for those that um, that that would want to make the switch, um, like I think you have to commit to, you definitely have to commit to the your local scene. You have to commit to that 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 league spot for a few months. You have to get something established, and you have to know that you know you're not you can't play in your your challenge. You can't play in your cup when you get them. Uh, and you know, hopefully, they know that going in. Whoever would want to uh, to do that, but you know, you know, beyond that, you're not handcuffed to do anything more. So, if you want to establish that local scene, you want to carry that, you want more players, you want events, things like that. That's awesome. You can you can definitely make that happen. And then, if you once you do that, uh, rock and roll with with traveling and being a player, pretty much everywhere else. Um. All right, so I'm looking at the next tournament here, uh, major major tournament, and it's in a in Europe. I can't pronounce it. Ukutrekt, Ukutrekt. I'm I'm butchering this. I am so sorry, people that live in this city. I think it's in Belgium. I could be wrong, but it looks like there's a special event in Belgium. We have a prediction uh, part of our show, Randall. What is going to be in the finals? Next, this is uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Okay. So what's gonna? Format. What's no, 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 yeah? No. Same format. Nothing's changing. What's 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 one and two at? <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. Uh, so so immediately, I'm gonna say Mew. Uh, no. There's something about Mew across the pond that uh, mm-hmm. that just okay. doesn't seem like it's gonna stop. So so Mew and. Um, I I, I want to be be spicy, but we're at the end of a format. There's no there's no room for spice. Uh, Giratina, uh, mm, Giratina. Okay. just seems okay. like the safest played. Uh, like a Charizard seems I, to have fallen off a lot. Um, Guardy can only make it so far. Chin Palace too inconsistent. So yeah, Mew and Mew and Giratina. Okay. Did you, All right. Are you familiar with the results of the most recent Japanese tournament that just happened? Vaguely, um, okay. Like I, I, I looked at them for all of about five seconds earlier today. Okay, I was gonna quiz you on. I was gonna have you guess what one and two were in that tournament. But if you know, then it's not as fun as a game. It's not as fun of a game. And I think we're gonna talk about it on this episode coming up. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw it. I definitely know number one. I don't remember number two, but I'll I'll let you save that for another time. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. I I like that. I like that a lot because it over over in uh, Japan. Let's just say times going in reverse. Yeah, I, and I will say, um, I I did play the old version of said deck, so I'm looking forward to uh to new version. Oh, of, I love of it. Said number one deck, so. Uh, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff that looks like it that will come from um from from everything we're gonna get in April and see in April. So um I've I've really liked Charizard the Barrel version mm. of the deck. Uh although the Pidgeot version is is you know, I, I think statistically the best. Uh yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to the opportunity for the uh the Barrel to uh to maybe be the better way to play Charizard come come April. So we'll see if that yeah. That sticks, based on what we've seen so far. I love it. I love it. Well, let's let's do this on the way out. Floor is yours. Any words of advice, wisdom? Teach us, Randall. Teach us Pokemon. What do you got on the way out today? Well, well, I guess from a uh, since since I'm the the league leader, the first league leader or tournament organizer you've had, I'll I'll stay in that vein. But you know, you mentioned um, you know what would people want to do. If, or what would someone want to do if they if they wanted to get a league in their area? And I see it all the time that that players um, have to to drive a long way to get to their nearest shop. And 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 what I would challenge them on is there probably is a game store in your area. There probably is a means to play Pokemon in your neighborhood or in your your city. Um, someone's got to take that that step and make it happen. So. Uh, if you're one of those that that hates that you have to travel two hours to a cup, uh, go to your local card store and be be the change you want to see in the world. And mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe you'll get someone that uh, that that enjoys it as much as you do and that wants to uh, to be a league uh, leader as well. You guys can do it together and take turns and play in each other's cups and, and then you'll get the best of both worlds. So but uh, mm-hmm. first, first make the change and. And also, guys, as players, just uh, remember the uh, the judges are uh, are volunteering as well. <laughs> they want to be there as much as you do. It's just they're in a different situation. So um, if you don't mess up, we don't have to make any rulings on uh, on why you messed up. So uh, play clean, but just uh, respect those that are making those tough decisions and um, keep it keep the environments these regionals awesome. Man, cool. that's good words. That's good words. Um, when I think, um, this is great. When uh, when's your? Do you have a cup coming up at the shop? You will have one. Um, it will be. I at this point it'll probably be in April. I guess it will have to be in April based on uh, based on the quarterly okay. schedule. So, I will. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look at the shop's schedule, look at my schedule, and um, hopefully it'll line up to where that will. Um, That'll break right with a uh, new set and rotation. I guess it'll have to. It'll, everything will be. Uh, it'll be a much different world by then. So, um, <laughs> yep. So you you know you're in Tennessee, and if you don't partake of this, then it's totally fine. But I have to ask. I mean, you can legally uh, place wagers on sports. Is, is this is this something that you do, Randall, or do you not do? Absolutely not. Um, okay. I. First of all, that's the perfect way for me to jinx myself. I'll, I'll, you know, jinx every team and player that, uh, I, you know, I, at one point, at one point I did have, uh, you know, a DraftKings account or FanDuel account or whatever it was. And, uh, very quickly found out that it was always going to go the worst way possible. And I was just, uh, <laughs> flushing money down the drain. So, okay. uh, I'm, okay. I'm very much in, I'll, I'll put money on something that, that I'm directly involved on that I can influence. So at least yeah. I know I can beat myself up if if it doesn't go the way I need it to. But um, if it's sure. out of my control, my wallet's not getting involved. Totally makes sense. I I wish I believed the same things, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't. But I but but at least you understand. Like you know, if I were to say like the odds are like you know six hundred, you you understand what that what that is. Yeah. So if you had to lay odds on jared winning the league cup in april what you have to be honest randall what what would you what would your odds be and let's say jared actually runs a legit deck okay oh not my this, gosh not this 
not this crazy weird stuff Jared likes to throw together. Let's say legit deck. Where, what would you give him? So I, I don't know. Uh, we've got to. I, I've never seen Pokemon odds. I don't know what to. Uh, <laughs> how does how does that work? I need to look at like an NCAA bracket and see see what that looks like first. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I love it. Well, uh, we'll 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 be rooting for Jared anyway if he shows up. Oh that my deal. goodness, that's hilarious! Absolutely, no, always always rooting for uh, for those that that are showing up consistently and keeping the league going. So, um, whoever whoever's in the finals, I hope it's someone I see every week and um, supporting supporting the shop and repping uh, and repping Grand Adventures. I guess I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to, I'm, that's going to, that's going to wrap us up for today. Again, Randall Robertson, our Murfreesboro, uh, Pokemon, everything, professor, judge, tournament organizer, Jack of all trades player. Thanks for, thanks for spending the evening with us uh, talking about Pokemon and uh, looking forward to seeing you at league on Wednesday and just giving us perspective that we didn't have before. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to shout out our friends at Stray Collections one more time because they deserve to be shouted out. If you love watching people open packs, opening packs yourself, the thrill that comes of the unknown, check out Stray Collections with a Z at the end of them. Great, great content that they are putting out there. Our wonderful sponsors. Corey, what do we have? What do we have coming on later in the week? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna do. We'll do our deep dive on the uh, on the Japanese uh, Champions League finals or top sixteen because uh, it's it's amazing, and I think it just gets us more excited about the rotation and what's to what's to come. But we'll talk about um, regionals and maybe what we what we're seeing on the horizon here, um, and then we'll, of course we'll have our educational moment, which is always what everybody tunes in for. So this is good. Got to, got to. Well, that's going to wrap us up for another great episode of Teach Me Pokemon. I'm Jared. This is Corey, our guest Randall, one more time. We'll catch you guys next time. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com. Teach Me Pokemon podcast. Come and dive with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.